Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Jim Gray. Hey, hey. Talking about Gray. Jim Gray. Jim Jam. Gray Slide. <laughs> Fifty Shades of Grey. Fifty Shades of Jim. Ah, ah, ah. football fans, the wait is finally over. Football is back. You might not be in the game this year, but you can still be on the action at Bet Online. I know I'm going to bet more when they add a wager for when the cardboard cutouts start a fight with each other. Then I'm going to be super stoked. So, from game spreads to totals, team player and coaching props, Bet Online gives you more options to wager than any place online. And there's always the online casino as well, it never closes. So, head to betonline.ag and take advantage of all the great sign up bonuses. Again, that's betonline.ag and sign up today. Bet online, your online sports book. <laughs> <laughs> okay, see, now we can start. Welcome back to another episode of Believe in Skateboarding. We're here to ask that stupid question. It's what we always start with. And I am Jim Gray. Who the hell are you? You're supposed to answer the question. Oh. <laughs> I asked you a question. <laughs> We're starting out with giggling. Um, <laughs> I'm Michaela Ramirez, uh, founder of Poseidon Foundation. Well, thank you for joining me. <laughs> this is our second podcast we've done together. Um, the, the last one I never got around to editing properly. We had a couple technical malfunctions. Uh, so we decided we're going to do another one, and we might still post them both. But um, uh, tell me, tell me, well, tell us about Poseidon Foundation. I mean, well, Poseidon Foundation's all about inspiring youth to pursue their passions and accomplish their dreams through skateboarding. It's awesome. And I love that because, as you may know, I'm a skateboarder. You know, I'm not very good, but I am a skateboarder. And uh, and this show is really just me having conversations with people I know and have met through skateboarding. And we met skateboarding, right? Yes. We met at a skateboard. I think we disagreed. You thought it was Etnies. I thought it was like it was uh, Laguna Hills. Doesn't matter. We met at a skate park. Uh, I've. <laughs> you helped me carve the bowl. <laughs> so I do have I do have a use. I, I, I'm capable. I'm a capable teacher. Um, yeah, and for whatever reason, I think we've always just hit it off and clicked. Uh, just I, I've been a casual advisor to you for years. Uh, now I am actually on your board as an advisor. I honestly very much admit I don't do much. Uh, I'm just there when you need to talk and uh, and get an opinion. I don't know if my opinions are worth much, but I give them to you. <laughs> they're they're as worth as much as a Oshato on a shirt. <laughs> Oshato on a shirt. That's from the other podcast. Someday you may see it. Uh, you know what? They're worth what you pay for them. How's that? <laughs> they say you get what you pay for. My opinion is valued at exactly what you pay for. <laughs> So let's talk about um, uh, your inspiration for starting the Poseidon Foundation. So um, I started Poseidon Foundation. First, um, I was introduced to skateboarding with my three neighbors. Um, they were all girls, and I started longboarding at first. And then one summer, I came back from Colorado and went to the all-girl uh, all what it was skate it? jam skate jam there you go. Yes, yes thank you and um is that I, patty's yeah patty segovia, segovia. Yeah, yes. yeah and then that's, shout out to patty segovia yeah Yay. and all girl skate jam and we actually that was my first time that i met 
pro skateboarder girls. You know, it was like Jody McDonald, Jen O'Brien, um, even Lindsay, she, before she even knew Still how to, yeah, yeah, she was like 11 years old because I remember they were going to pay her 100 bucks. So if you remember this, Lindsay, they were going to pay you $100 to drop in to the vert ramp. Wow. And you were too afraid. And everyone was like, it's $100. And then. She was smart. Yeah. She didn't want to break herself <laughs> up for 100 bucks. And then, uh, you know, now she's doing freaking megas. You know, she's amazing. So. That was my first introduction. Um, I I also snowboarded because I lived in Colorado. And that was the first time I actually met Carabeth Burnside. And, um, you know, I was like, what? She snowboards? And she fucking rips at skateboarding? Oh, my God. I'm in love with this sport. <laughs> That's awesome. She's one of my OG women. She, she yeah. skated Big O Skate Park when she was a little girl. When she was 13 <laughs> or 14. That was my local spot. So I've known Kara Beth for a long time. Yeah, yeah. So going back to your question, like... I, I started working with All Girls Skate Jam and learning how to do a little bit of the marketing and um, going to trade shows and ASR and everything and just learning the ski industry from that perspective of bringing, you know, female empowerment, helping with All Girls Skate Jam events. And then eventually I met Bam Bam, you know, from Wicked Wahine. I love Bam Bam. Yeah, love Bam Bam. She's one of my mentors still to this day when it comes to skateboarding. And she's a sweetheart. And she is a sweetheart. She is Every time I see her, I just it smile because she's just nice and kind, and I like that. Yeah, so. and she makes great food. Really? Bam Bam, <laughs> what's up? I don't know that part of you. Um, I send you my address and would like a little lunch delivery. <laughs> yeah, and so basically... Um, I just became more and more um, involved with skateboarding from the female empowerment aspect. And then when I started studying abroad in university, I worked for a couple of nonprofits, one in Oaxaca, which worked with children that were indigenous that didn't even know um, Spanish. Oaxaca is Mexico. Yes. Correct. So yes. Oaxaca, Not Mexico. everybody who listens to these things knows what these words are. So. Well, that's too bad. You should definitely learn about geography then. So. <laughs> okay. You're telling them, not me, because I'm not here to teach you anything. I'm here to like embarrass myself and other people for you. Your, and actually mostly my entertainment. <laughs> I actually uh, sidetrack again, but I have a map of the world up above my desk. And literally every day I like kind of close my eyes and zigzag my eye and like finger across the map. And where my finger stops, I then research to see if there's skateboarders in that oh, country. Cool. And so that's pretty novel. I like that. Yeah, I used to do that years ago. Put a map up, like when I made Acme skateboards, and I wanted to make sure that I was sponsoring people all around the country. So I would put pins. You know, I mean, oh, I flow a guy in Florida, I flow a guy in India. You know, what I mean, just to try to like make sure you weren't like throwing all your money in your backyard because it's easy, right? You know, yeah. you're surrounded by people. So, uh, but it's nice. I mean, as skateboarders to share the love. We're fortunate that we live in Southern California, right? We can't yeah. lie about that. It's so <laughs> easy that we're surrounded by people, industry more skate parks than most people ever have but when you love skateboarding you want to help people all around the world so it's awesome to be able to do that so yeah um, so when you find out they have skateboarders what do you do what's your next step um i just get excited <laughs> but do you ever look and see if you find if there's women or if there's someone you can reach out to and somehow yeah. make sure they're aware that you know you are the queen of women skateboarding um, <laughs> 
<laughs> well, I don't. Wait. I don't know about that. But yeah, this was yeah. an opportunity to claim that you're not, so the girls won't all say. Michaela said she's the queen of women's skateboarding. No, because I do know a couple people who pretend they're the queen of women's skateboarding who really are not. You know, so uh, I was just giving you the opportunity to throw yourself in that same position and throw yourself under the bus. Yeah, no, definitely. I mean, to the point where a lot of times with Poseidon Foundation, they think that it's a dude running it. So I really try to keep it as authentic and true to our mission and our roots than based on who I am or who we are, you know, doing good things for the community. So answering, segueing into, segueing into that, um, you know, when I studied in Ecuador, I worked for a nonprofit called Niños de la Calle, which are kids of the street. And literally, these were kids that literally lived in the streets of Ecuador. Um, We weren't allowed to touch them. They just basically came to the facility to get basic education as well as um, food, if we had food to And you weren't allowed to touch them because they were considered too dirty and potentially... Well, one, one, a kid did touch one of the teachers and she, she ended up in the hospital in like five hours because the child had... A disease that they had it, it had eradicated five here five hundred years ago. But it was just in and, that, and, and it still... was like a skin flesh eating wow. disease wow, that ate half her face, mm-hmm. you know, like she had to be hospitalized. That was only one incident that, that I saw. But um, we had to wear long sleeves too to protect protect our skin and stuff. But the children, a lot of the children were also severely abused. Some of the kids were um, in sex trafficking um, because of one, they were homeless, or two, their parents made them, uncle sold them out, aunt yeah. sold them out. They got, they got yeah, some money they, so they to, could to, yeah, keep living their life. Yeah. yeah, and some of the kids, um, their legs were you know broken on purpose so they could panhandle and people felt oh sorry God. for them. So it was really, really extreme uh, working for this nonprofit, but I started to ask the kids like just to kind of shine that hope on them and ask them like, what is it that you're passionate about? Like, what's your dream? And a lot of the kids were saying, like, their dreams were to have food on the table, a house to sleep under, you know, you know, like a rooftop, um, a bed, a mom or a dad or someone that loved them. And these are all basic... Stuff that we take for granted. Yes. Humanitarian rights. And... Um, at, during this time, there was like a whole shift in dynamic with skateboarding that women were fighting for rights, but I also, I'm a feminist, but not an extremist. You know, I grew up with three well, brothers. We were realistic. We always yeah. talk about stuff and we both get it. I get your view. You get mine. Um, I've seen extremists who don't, you're not accomplishing anything when you're extremely Extremist. rigid <laughs> When you're an extremist and you're rigid, you chase people away. Yeah. You know, when you're not even live, things change slowly and they can always change a little faster. But to be one who thinks you can change anything that's literally deep rooted inside people's generations of upbringing, some sort, it, it doesn't change overnight. Yeah. And, and I kind of felt like, you know, and hopefully I don't get hate mail from this, but I felt a lot of entitlement was happening, not only from the male aspect against the female movement you know like what you know but also within females they were becoming very entitled and i think they were losing sight in like what the whole female empowerment movement was about not 
because they want this and that, you know? And so I wanted to bring that hum, human, uh, humanitarian aspect into skateboarding. And that's when I went ahead and um, created Poseidon Foundation because I felt like it was a win-win. You know, one, these professional or amateur skateboarders could inspire a group of other people um, that are losing hope in their own life because of what they their circumstances, you know, and give joy to the skateboarding community by making dreams come true by meeting these professionals from the United States, as well as, you know, the professionals or the skaters that come with us to these places, you know, because I truly believe like that, you know, in order to understand the culture, you cannot stay in a five-star hotel. Like, I mean, you totally can. True. And believe me, I was a pro in the 80s. I used to get put up in five-star hotels to do demos. And you're right. It's not, that's not, that's living the life of luxury. It's being treated like a, you yeah. know, a celebrity when you know you're not, you know. Um, and, and yeah. yeah. And so, so I really felt like that by um, skateboard, you know, Staying with people within the skateboard community, you know, we're in a safe house, we're mm-hmm. in a different country, you know, and on top of that, we get to experience that full culture. Now, if there's a Marriott or Ritz Carlton out there that want to sponsor us, yeah. of course, we'll, we'll, we'll take, t- it. take yeah. it. But yeah. I feel with the money that we actually save on hotels and that and, and putting it back into the skate community literally like by staying with skateboarders and and you know housing like old school style you know sleeping on couches or a bed or or whatever really kind of brings that cultural aspect in and then on top of that we're making the skateboard community within that country's dreams come true and so when the skaters go and interact with like foster kids or orphaned kids or kids like Nino de la Calle they start to realize like whoa like these kids don't have shoes yeah i have everything they yeah uh, yeah 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 and so it brings that humanistic aspect um back into reality and so i feel that's like been one of our biggest missions just to inspire and then also by teaming up and working with other skate organizations outside the united states and within the united states it also brings that aspect too because internationally especially in Latin America, you know, there's this huge division with males and females. But we make our competitions, though we highlight the females through female empowerment, you know, we still keep it open for males to come in and join and participate and really kind of bring that culture up because essentially we're all skateboarders, you know, no defining gender but yes sometimes um fair isn't always equal i understand and i think it's great because i think you know um the the women's skate movement was behind the men's there's no doubt about it It has been held back to some extent by men being you know the dominant but and as they grow it's taking time to get it's due notoriety and and it's going to be a while before it is fully equal a lot has to do with participation uh but i've always been not a fan of people who say, okay, well, we're going to be a woman's group, but we're going to exclude men. You know what I mean? Or we're going to be this group, but we're going to exclude the other people. Things like, no, we're primarily going to be this group, but everyone's welcome, but we're going to spend most of our energy, you know, mentoring women because that's how we started. That's our primary goal. Uh, and I think it's a, it's a good thing. And just one other thing I'll just say as a skateboarder, I've learned from the 45 years I've ridden a skateboard, the, the greatest thing skateboarding gives anyone is 
um, a sense of escape. Okay, so those those kids who have nothing or a skateboarding, if they learn to enjoy their skateboard, it makes any life better. If you're rich, it's just fun. And if you're poor and lonely and whatever like that, it's an escape to also be fun, but to have something to bond with. And skateboarders bond with each other. And when they get, as you've seen at skate parks or a lot of gathering places, it's not really divided by rich and poor. It's just sort of people gathering together, doing something in common. And that's, to me, what I've come to learn in all my years of skateboarding. The best thing ever is that it doesn't matter what someone has. Once they're there at the skate park or wherever you are on the street, you're meeting up with people. Their skateboard is the common is the common denominator. It doesn't matter what their mom did or dad did or where they live or, and 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 so it's really good because I think bringing skateboarding to kids, especially poor and needy kids, does give them more hope in their life because that skateboard gives them something to look forward to. So I think it's admirable, and you know I appreciate your mission. Oh, thank you. <laughs> Yeah, one of our big current missions right now we're doing too is working with, um, we're starting to advocate for the Prince Park um, in Oceanside. And, that was pretty awesome. Yeah, and a lot of those kids um, have been banging on the city's doors for the last eight years. Um, one for reasonable bathroom, which if you ever went to Prince Park yeah. and saw the bathroom yeah. there, it's... When it opened, it was so-so, so, and now yeah, I guess they lock it most of the time, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, now like, they can't even lock it, but yeah. Oh. yeah. And so basically, um, and then we learned that there was supposed to be shade sales. So, you yeah. know, we jumped on board with them because they reached out to Poseidon Foundation and also thanks to Angela and um, one of our board of directors and she got us in communication with um, some of the elders of the skate park yeah. you know and um, and so now we we also were able to get shade sails put into the skate park for the kids um, we're advocating for the water and right yeah. now we're getting the city to go ahead and put porta potties there um, so people don't have to cross the street and go yeah. pee in the bush yeah. well, you know I'm gonna say something about right now about advocacy yeah because what's what's what I've learned is uh, the kids could complain about it all day long but until an adult who can show up at a city council to uh, steps in and, and works on the advocacy, it doesn't get very far. You know, and, and what I've seen, especially in skate park advocacy, and I'm telling this for anybody who's listening to this who's in your town wondering why you don't have a skate park or why you don't have the stuff to skate, you have to go make it happen. You have to be the one who steps out there or looks for other people who will go with you and step out there to go and advocate and say, this skate park, in almost every city I know, the skate park is used at least as much as any other recreation facility. Okay, so if you have baseball fields with water fountains, your skate park should have a water fountain. If you have, you know, baseball fields with a shade, shade area to relax in, so should the skate park. And skaters need to take the time to go out and fight for those things. I mean, we've come a long way in the 15 or so years that I've been advocating, you know, hard for skate parks. Um, but still, there's a long ways to go in the real understanding that these, these places are used. They're highly used. Yeah. You know, not having a bathroom, not having shade structure, not having water is ludicrous. So, um, but so it's awesome that I've, I'm on those text threads. So I've been watching on you guys. Uh, I don't respond very often, but I do see them. Bing, 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 bing. Don Brown liked. Bing, bing. Don Brown liked. Um, ding, ding, ding. Don Brown like. Why do you like everything, Don? Um, and uh, <laughs> uh, I'm gonna get Don Brown on this podcast, and we're gonna talk about you. How's that? 
a mutual common ground. <laughs> so, so let's talk about your most successful event, which has been Ladies' Day at the Barracks. Yeah. Right? That's, so that's your biggest annual event. How many years in 12. Now? 12. 12. I've yeah. probably been to eight of them, I'm going to say. Yes. Maybe seven. Seven to nine. How's that? I don't know. Yeah. No, I would say eight to nine. Maybe, yeah. Yeah. I mean, just, yeah. I've meandered. Maybe in, ten. Maybe. <laughs> I don't even know. I, I try to always go. I've always enjoyed watching. I've really yeah. loved to watch how it's grown. Yeah. From from very you know modest beginnings with 30, 40 people, fifty you know, and then now you're getting hundreds, and um, uh, and it's it's fun. It's just fun to watch the interaction taking place and watching girls from other states and other countries and uh, and watching some of the vendors have come helped out and done projects in the parking lot and um, and that's why I think it's good that you while you're inclusive to allow males that it is a bonding thing for females. So that they are getting to do projects that are just for them and so on and so forth. I just watch it. I try to be just much an observer there. You know what I mean? I really try. You guys do the stuff. I, you know. Except for that year that you came in with a wig. Oh, well, you know, I, I do like to skate. It's, I, I'm going to admit I have barged on the on the course a couple times, but I but I do try to stay out of the way um, for the most part. Um, but I do, as I, as I stay out of the way, kind of, I'm not very good at it. It's like I'm not good at not interrupting during a podcast. I think I think uh, there was a year, I don't know if you remember, that one of our security guards didn't know who you were and they asked you to please step off your board because oh, it I don't was know. ladies' I, day. I don't doubt it. I mean, I, yeah. Do I doubt that? Not in, not in any way. Uh, no, but but what's good about that is, like I said, it's really, I've seen the girls meeting with their friends out in the parking lot and someone set up a little a little thing to shoot photos and they're all shooting photos. It's just good to see the bonding yeah. because uh, now when those girls see each other somewhere else, they go to another event or they're in, they're in San Diego or somewhere and they see girls they met there. I think it's awesome. So you're, you're doing a good thing. I'm, I'm proud of you. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Um, I'm proud of my team. Um, yeah. Well, it doesn't happen without yeah. a lot of people. There's no doubt about it. Yeah, exactly. And a big shout out to my best friend, Maya, for always helping us with the the volunteer process and our board of directors, uh, Jen and Angela. And, you know, Ladies Day, um, I definitely need to say thank you to Steve Barra. You know, um, Eric Costin as well, but Steve has really, really been an advocate for Ladies Day. Thank you, Steve Barra, former Blockade blockhead team member <laughs> and um yeah so this year due to the pandemic that's been happening is we came up with a new avenue to still celebrate ladies day it's also poseidon foundation's 13th year october 25th to be wow halloween in the 13th year how cool yeah Coming up in the same yeah same month. yeah yeah so um p- pretty awesome and um, you know, this year we came up with the Poseidon Foundation Global Game Escape, and um, that's pretty amazing too. So we've probably have come across over three thousand skateboarders from around the world, and so let's we, talk about how that's going to go down. So you're you're still basically holding Ladies' Day via the Global Game of Skate. Yes, and you have games of skate going on all around the world. Yes, and how are they going to be? judged and how are how is that going to go down so we've been doing it through zoom okay and um basically what it's a we use the olympic format because we were trying to figure out like okay you know there's the discussion there's seven continents and there's six continents and i'm like well we'll use we'll get to that before this podcast yeah yeah you're on the olympic committee too (laughs) i love that she's like oh god i hope you weren't gonna bring that up Nope, but I will. But okay, let's go back. Let's finish okay, the game of skate. So I just did the Olympic format because I just figured it was the easiest. And 
honestly, it's it's really turned into a beautiful thing. So it's one representative per country, you know, 16 participants per um, continent, and they go ahead and play a virtual game of skate against each other. So that means you have and, to have 16 c- countries in a continent? Uh, yeah, well, there's, no, some, wait, there's, I... there's some that are, have exceptions. Okay, all right. So, Oce- Oceana, Oceana, oh my gosh, I just said that, so sorry. I toy butcher, butcher. <laughs> it's the Yerba Mate going Isn't on right o- now. Oceana is technically yeah. like Australia and New Austra- Zealand. Yeah, okay, all right. so I think it's kind of unfair. See, that might, I got it right. Yeah, so I think it's kind of unfair because there's like the Americas, so it's Canada, United States, Central America, and South America, we're all one continent. But then there's Australia, New Zealand, and they're one continent. And then you have Africa that has several, you know, so when it comes to the Olympics, it's kind of a little Yeah, scary. yeah, and we'll, yeah. Go, we'll go into that yeah, later. Yeah, for, yeah. Your, for your global yeah. game of skate, yeah, um, so one from each country, how, how did that person get picked? How do you pick one person for so, America? So luckily, we kind of just did... So this is kind of funny. We 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 are working with some of the countries throughout Latin America, Africa, and so we started hitting the female organizations that we've met or have worked with in the past to pick a representative. So some of them actually is what we did for United States, kind of threw names in a bucket, swirled it around, and chose a name, and that name was okay. what came up. Okay, so whoever you know? got it wasn't like you didn't go in a back room and say. Like, but she wears the wrong kind of shoes. Oh, and no. She, no. You guys pulled one out and said, okay, here you go. Here's the lucky winner from our list of 20 or whatever. Yeah. So, okay, that's yeah. good. That's that's more fair. Yeah. That way all you losers stop complaining. They didn't They didn't do what some other people in skateboarding do, sneak in the back room and... Uh, <laughs> and then, and then some of the organizations actually did like a full-on game of skate competition to choose their person. Their winner. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, that's cool. yeah. And so that was pretty neat too. And then some of them just like... Africa, like if you are listening to this and you know a female from Africa and it's before uh, October 25th, 2020, just What do you mean you if? Know. I have three viewers, one in the United States, one in France, and one in Zimbabwe. So there's <laughs> someone down the African continent who's, who listens to my podcast. Yeah. So find us someone from Africa, okay? <laughs> yeah. So we actually teamed up with, um, also we teamed up with the Sovereign Nations and um, we went through the process with our two advisory board members, Dior Greenwood, who's Navajo, um, from the Navajo tribe, and Wynn Walker Dorn, who's from the Cherokee tribe. And I actually learned that there is a tribe called the Dawes Rolls in the Cherokee um, n- tribes. And basically, they're a black Cherokee tribe because their ancestors are from Africa. And so when we talked about teaming up sovereign nations, because there were some of the girls that came from their tribe, one particular from uh, Canada, one from Bolivia, and actually a Navajo Indian, they're like, hey, I want to represent my tribe, even though I'm from the United States, you know, and we're like, hands down, okay, let's see how we can make this work. Um, so that's why it's one earth because they're the originals or, you know, Native Americans. There's only one earth? One I earth? thought there were four earths. Wow. Well, well, I guess I've been going down the wrong black holes if, on the internet. Or are know. you a flat earther? A flat earther? I don't yeah. know. Yeah. So, so basically, um, so basically what they did is they teamed up the sovereign nations with Africa and they're supporting female skateboarding in Africa because 
you have no idea how many organizations we search. We've seen a couple new ones coming up and it's gonna be awesome. In a couple years, I see Africa in skateboarding on the map because mm -hmm. the younger generation, like sure. we're coming across girls that are like five, six, seven, and then there's like another group of girls that are like 11 to like 13 and their levels developing. So that's what I see in the future. But as of right now, we're like, hey, any African legends or girls that already know how to do a kickflip, you know? Yeah, like, and the please. hard thing is obviously leveling the playing field. It's gonna take yeah. a long time yeah. because the, the participation in Africa has to exist for a while yes. before you build up enough and, people and where you have a competitive that, athletes. So. And we've also noticed that with New Zealand, you know, and a couple other places. So that that's our biggest thing right now is the Global Game Escape for Ladies' Day. And then, um, which is going to be live streamed through one of the Barracks platforms. Um, and that's going to be the Continental Finals. So one person, one representative from their country, as well as their continent, will be battling it out in a Game Escape live stream on the barracks okay. and if you're confused about any of this as just listening to i mean i'm standing here face to face <laughs> and i'm still confused about it. Um, keep looking on the internet look on the poseidon foundation page follow what's coming on yeah. you know, especially there's, there's our instagram for, yeah on you know, the poseidon uh, instagram is the poseidon instagram no poseidon foundation poseidon instagram. foundation that's what i'm saying yeah. that's what i was going to ask you but you and it's spelled p-o-s-e-i-d-e-n you know foundation den because she wanted to be a girl scout and to be in her bring her den into it and, uh... <laughs> yeah and then we're also going to be doing the live ladies day this year and we're going to do it a little different because since the pandemic started you know um our our team has actually been on the ground you know, Eliana Sosco, one of our ambassadors from Brazil, has been feeding um, families that are in need every Tuesday for like four and a half months, over 450 families a day, you know, every Tuesday. I mean, it's she's fed over 6,500 families. You know, we've actually um, created a group that would go out to the orchards in Rancho Santa Fe and ask some of the people that just have these beautiful, beautiful citrus farms that the, it's just falling off the trees onto pick the ground. Some, pick some and yeah, and so we've picked over 3,000 pounds of citrus and have donated it to the food bank. We also teamed up with our youth director, Isabel Freed, um, and she worked with a honey farm farmer, and we've given out over 50 pounds of honey. Um, if you know about the medicinal properties of honey, you know, to at-risk families. Good um, job, Isabel. Yeah, as well, you know, and, um, you know, even with this uh, Ladies' Day we're doing this year, it is going to be a paid Ladies' Day, but we want to go ahead and turn that money and give it back into the skate community and um, make sure that the kids this coming Christmas can look forward to something. You know, we, we, we're working with the foster, homeless, orphaned, and at-risk youth. Um, and 
we are already giving out 200 skateboards towards that that cause and making sure everyone has like a good holiday, especially during this time and this time of need. And I feel it's the youth that really needs that support right now because so much attention is in so many different areas right now that I feel that they're the ones who get shafted. Well, I agree. We've lived a lot. So we, we know what it's like to have normal when you're only 10 and you're still trying to figure out like what normal is and then the whole world changes it's it's a way more confusing situation than it is for us i mean we like we're kind of waiting it out i think we're all we're all confused too imagine yeah. what it'd be like to be 10 right now yeah is be, it real is it not real is staying home when you're is being told i mean when we when we were kids we watched the news and it was i think at least 90 percent real news <laughs> now we don't even know and i'm not one of the fake news people all i'm saying is that there's agendas become being thrown at everybody from every side Pol political ramifications for everything people are, are feeding their their desires to people rather than just letting people learn what's going on out in the world and so i don't think i mean most of us adults don't even know what's real you know what i mean we know a little bit but i mean we're, we're getting spoon-fed stuff every day so for a kid i mean the kid the kid has the same internet we do the kid yeah. sees the same stuff popping up he sees the same confusing completely opposite statements coming from two people that are both considered re re reputable adults and they're calling each other liars and double I so how and the, so the kid has to deal with that on top of not seeing his friends at school you know his or her and and not going out and playing with them on the playground or and sitting behind a zoom meeting you know I mean it's definitely got to be confusing and then the stress between like those families that don't have jobs right now you know and they're the all kids. home together and let's face yeah. there's something about mom and dad going off to work and coming home and you have certain time you bond better if you do or lucky enough to have a stable family right you bond together at certain times well, now they're, a lot of them are together all the time and probably on each other's nerves. And, and there's probably a lot more tension going on in the houses, a lot so more stress. So they need to grab their skateboard and um, get out. Yeah, so you know, skateboarding is a wonderful <laughs> escape yeah. that a kid can do of any age, kid like me, 57, or a kid who's eight, you know, um, can just go out in the driveway and, and stay entertained and keep themselves busy. So yeah, I support skateboarding, you know. I think it's I think it's kind of healthy. <laughs> Definitely a mental health you know, especially right now during this times, like, so we've done a couple underground uh, skate events too at Prince Park where we fed the community. You know, we, we did a hot dog barbecue and I mean, we got every array of hot dogs. We got the beef, the turkey, the kosher and the vegan, you know, to make sure we covered all bases, you know. <laughs> so, so really quick, just about hot dogs. Let's stay on hot dogs for a minute. We know that all the variations, whether they're um, blessed by rabbi and kosher, we're like that. they were all scraped off the butcher floor. What they what vegetables do they scrape off the floor to make vegan hot dogs? Are, are vegan hot dogs like really ultra pure? I mean, because they're actually made naturally actually, from vegetables. They're, they're, not, they're not scrub. They're not scrubbed off the floor at the carrot factory. Like, oh, we took all the scraps off the floor and mulched them together because that's what it takes to be a real hot dog. A hot dog is scrap. You know. Um, Maybe would, it's vegetable crap. Vegetable crap. So yeah. So yeah. Um, so and um, we fed. 300 you know hot dogs that day and that's when I discovered the real big need even in our own backyard because 80% of the kids there were in foster care or in some sort of homeless situation and this is in Oceanside California yeah, for those and, of you who don't yeah. know where Prince Park is and and basically um you know with that being said I mean it, it really hurt, hit my heart and then when we did a best shoe, you know, worst shoe contest, 
so many kids came up and that's where I also learned some of the foster kids hadn't had new shoes in three years. I mean, the shoes were in worse, con you couldn't tell from the top because the shoe goo kind of just covered it up and, you know, skateboarding and shoe goo, it just kind of goes hand in hand. But when you looked at the bottom where the sole is, and when one of the girls had to take her shoe off and she was embarrassed because she had to fold the sock over her toes because the socks were full of holes, and she showed the bottom of her sole and there was over 16 holes. I mean, I, I was like... My mouth, I tried not to show any expression because when I don't, I, I just don't want to do well, that. Well, you don't want everyone to ever yeah. feel that they're yeah. beneath anybody because of yeah. that. You want them to feel part of. Yeah, but it really like showed me that some of these shoes were worse than kids uh, that I've traveled abroad to. You know, like Ecuador, Mexico. I was just like, whoa, these are like worst shoes than the orphanages we've gone to. And that's where I was like, there's a serious problem here, you know? And that's where we really started advocating for that part in that district within Oceanside because we were seeing that there's a real need there, a real need. I mean, these kids go home every day. Like, they don't know if they're going to be shot. You know, we work with a skate club in Oceanside. And unfortunately, in six years, four of our skaters were shot walking home due to a gang initiation that they had nothing to do with. You know, and this is the fear that they live in. There's 16 active gangs in Oceanside. People don't even understand that. I mean, people don't even go into Libby Lake at night, you know, let alone the cops, you know. So it, it's it's a real eye-opener to see, like, this is actually going on in our backyard. And, you know, to be able to help the skate community give those kids hope. And, you know, um, one of the biggest things that hit my heart was... One of the parents there, she came up to me and she actually helps foster kids, adopted a kid as well through the foster system. Um, she told me the reason why so many kids came out to this specific event is because they know Poseidon cares. That it's not just a show. Yeah. That, nice. yeah. Well, you're, 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 well, you're, I know that because yeah. I've known you long enough. I know you spend a lot of personal money. I know you put yourself in debt. I mean, I, I, I know this <laughs> from many years of our conversations that you weren't just out like, hey, look, I got millions of dollars in donations and I bought myself a new car. You know what I mean? <laughs> so, uh, and, and that's very admirable because yeah. a lot of people set up, uh, set up nonprofits truly so they can make a job for themselves and the profit, nonprofits only make enough to pay their fat salary and there's really nothing left. And, uh, and I know you set Poseidon up so it's not that way, so yeah. that, that it can't be milked for the, um, for the money. You yeah, know, the money it's even in our it. bylaws. Yeah. You know, in our bylaws, we have it that no board of director can receive a salary. Yeah. You know, yeah. so. And that's a true nonprofit. You know, and, and that's not, I mean, there are probably courses you can take on how to set up a nonprofit and so on and so forth to do a good cause and pay yourself $100,000 a year by raising money. So, I mean, uh, it's nice to know that, that the money that goes into Poseidon is given given back to the community. Yeah, so um, I, I'm very excited for the future. I feel we have an amazing team, uh, you know, in general, you know, Jim Gray, Don Brown, Laura, 
uh, you know, I laugh when you say that because I literally, I'm your friend. I'm always here to help. You're, you're the babysitter. You're, you're, He's a great babysitter. Oh, well, that's because, you know, I have three kids. I love babies. So, um, but I mean, you do the work, you know, you and yeah. your crew. And, you know, it's like, I, I'm happy to share whatever well, knowledge well, I have or don't have with well, you. Well, Jim um, is doing work for us. I told him he needs to send uh, emails out to his contacts. So if he hasn't hit you up and he's in your contacts, <laughs> Well, I was going to like, tell you that. So what, how can someone <laughs> help? Because so, there's somebody out there who listens to, to my podcast or things. Who, you know, they're sitting on a family trust fund that they have to give away a million dollars a year to a good cause or something like that. You know, uh, how can someone, what's the easiest way for someone who wants to help you with 10 bucks, 20 bucks? Like, you know, I mean, uh, yeah, they, is, they go to, they, if they look at your Instagram page, is there a link to a, well, somewhere where they could make a donation or something? Yeah, we're going to start having that on the Instagram page, but um, they can either go directly to our website. But if you're friends with Jim Gray and you're listening to this podcast and you have those millions of dollars that you need to give away, um, hit them up. Be like, Jim, I my know you kids said- don't listen to my podcast, so... <laughs> You know, I actually did a podcast yesterday with a friend of ours for like 40 years who was next door picking up stickers. And I think it's the first time John John who works for me next door has listened to one of my podcasts because he's friends with him too. So it's what I'm trying to do is like, I figure if I um, interview enough people, I'll, I'll one by one get most of my friends to listen to at least one podcast. So Yeah. So basically, if you're that one friend yeah. listening to this podcast, and even if you want to donate a dollar, five dollars, ten dollars, it all makes a difference. And just so you know, every $30 donated to the foundation does get a skateboard to a kid. Um, that That's our mission right now with our United We Skate campaign is our goal is to give away 100,000 skateboards to kids that are considered at risk in foster care, homeless, or have are even orphaned, you know, like that is our biggest mission. As much as skateboarding has given us joy, why not give it back? Well, no, and I, and I, again, I respect it a lot. That's, again, why I am on your board of directors, <laughs> why I'm happy to help however I can, because I, I have a lot of respect for the fact that you have spent so much of your life, you know, trying to give back and trying to do good stuff. And, and I know it's a lot of work. I'm sure there's times you went home after some events or like that and wondered, like, if you did the right thing, because it's just like, it's so much work. Uh, uh, and a lot of people don't realize that the world doesn't just happen. People have to make it happen. You have to volunteer your time. You got to contribute. I learned that when I had kids in school, you know, the the fall festival doesn't just take place if some parent doesn't volunteer to sit there and collect tickets or like that. And so, uh, you know, both my boys, which you know, and they're both Eagle Scouts, you know, uh-huh. um, and you know, we learned a lot of that. You give back. If you aren't giving back, you're not making this stuff happen. So, people yeah. make a donation. Help how you can. Tell someone about the Poseidon Foundation. Show them the Poseidon Foundation. Write a note to the Poseidon Foundation. It doesn't even require a reply. It just says. Thank you for doing what you do. Show a little love. That makes that motivates people to keep doing what they do. So um, that's what I ask of people because I think isn't that great when you get a note from someone who doesn't want anything, they just want to tell you that you're doing a good job. Yeah. It feels good. It feels nice when someone acknowledges that. So uh, I'm telling you that from me to you right now. But <laughs> I'm also telling the three people that are listening in two different countries um, to do that for you as well. Yeah. So I mean, it it really is. Um... I'm very grateful for the skate industry. I mean, they really, I mean, every year at Ladies Day, I'm like, oh my God, who is sponsoring? And then all of a sudden we get so much love, so much love, like from the industry. And we stoke the girls out every year. And some people are like, 
I can't believe you're giving that much product away to the yeah. winners, you know, but they don't understand. Even the winners are like, I don't need this much product. Yeah. And then the next thing you see them doing is they're giving it out to, other to the yeah. other community. They know the skaters that need the product. Well, they know, you know, and sometimes like even like Julia Breckler, she um, from Austria, she won one of the competitions and she grabbed a couple items which was super cute and then she said I'm donating the rest back to the foundation and that gave joy to 50 other kids yeah. you know no, I mean it, and it's nice the industry is really good at giving product yeah. And again, the people we asked out there, you got 50 bucks to spare? Share it. The yeah. organization has to run itself, has to pay for stuff, has to keep the stuff going. Um, and the product is donated by the industry and passed on. Yeah. Uh, but the one thing, organizations have overhead, organizations have bills. Yeah. So uh, we, need, we need cash too. So feel free to make a cash donation if you can. Yeah, and, and I um, do want to do a little shout out to my my team right now. So we've been, we're, we're really big into highlighting Latin America in a way, we, we do stuff in Africa, Australia, different parts of Europe like Spain um, and Germany. Uh, but, you know, one of our biggest things is Latin America. I'm Mexican. I'm first generation. Um, I like to make a joke. I'm first generation Catholic military brat. So, you, know. you got a whole lot of titles going on there. <laughs> but, but at the same time, um, it's given me the liberty to just be able to interact with so many people growing up in the military and moving so many different places and living abroad. And we have also in Latin America, um, as many of you know, I, I travel to Latin America a lot through our skateboard program. And I want to give a big shout out to our ambassador in Chile, our ambassadors in Argentina, and our ambassador in Colombia, as well as Brazil, for holding down the fort in this global game of skate. Like, they are making it run with their expertise right now. We have over 120 years of skateboard knowledge. These are the pioneers for female skateboarding. And I feel a lot of times this new generation, um, and even my generation, kind of forgets to acknowledge our elders and the people that came before us because I wouldn't be able to do what I'm doing if it wasn't for the Patty Segovias and the Bam Bams from mm -hmm. Wicked Wahini holding down the fort, building that platform for us and advocating for us. And regardless if we have differences within foundations or personalities or, or you know, don't get along or however that may be, we have to acknowledge the platform other people have done for it's us. It's what's helped. I mean, you know, ladies skateboarding is growing at a phenomenal pace. Yeah. I mean, I've enjoyed watching it. I, yeah. you know, I, I predict it may even be more lucrative to be a female pro skateboarder in 10 years than a man because yeah. there's a lot more advertising dollars and so on and so forth spent on women. Yeah. Tapping it is a different story, how to get there, so on and so forth. Um, but yeah, none of it would happen if someone wasn't out there pushing yeah. it. There's no doubt about it. If you weren't doing Ladies' Day every single year to let that girls come back for the fifth time now, just get more and more deeply bonded into it, you're building the next generation of ambassadors that are going to help carry it on because you know that that's the point of starting an organization is to let it run and get people involved and let them you know there's a day when you have to hand the baton off and sit and watch and 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 just cheer for everybody and let let them all do it and uh yeah. and that's what's happening when those girls go for that many years they're going to want to give back they know what they got out of it so yeah and and i and i have to like 
give a shout out to the women. You know, I met a skateboarder in in Ecuador that had been skating since the the 50s, actually, not the 60s, the 50s. And a lot of people don't know that their skateboard history, even though it started, you know, essentially here, it, it's so funny how great minds think alike because I start learning about skateboard history in, um, you know, throughout Latin America and Africa and in different parts of Europe during the same exact time. And, you know, if it wasn't for people like Peyoki or Miss Thornhill and, you know, um, those OGs, like really um, giving back to that female and not even, it wasn't so much I feel like they were advocating for female rights because they were the first title, you know, title mm-hmm. eight women, you know, going into sports and doing sports. You know, I, I could only imagine what they had to deal with before you know, that, that happened. Um, they were just skateboarders. They were females that skateboarded and competed and, and really paved that way. So I feel it's really funny when people start to say, well, I'm just going to wait till there's a hall of famer from the 1990s to start going because it's so boring to learn about our skate history. (laughs) Well, okay. That's what I find so fascinating is our skateboard history. I love the Hall of Fame because of that. I mean, the, the show can get a little, dr- you know, drag, dragged out, and and uh, but and I always hope they they continue reformatting, which they do. Believe they always have their discussions. How do we make it better? How do we make it more appealing, uh-huh. and so on and so forth. But yeah, we need to get to a point where young and old skaters all come together for the Hall of Fame, where it's a public event, not just kind of only industry. And I people still liked people, how you know. it used to be black black tie. Yeah, you know. I agree. You know, the last two years, that's the only bummer. I'm like, geez, everyone used to dress so classy. And now it's really like another Trans World Thrasher presentation. No, <laughs> <laughs> Nothing against Trans World Not Thrasher. Not what we were going for, that's for sure. Uh, but, Hall of Shame or Hall of Fame? You know, it's like, uh, yeah. But, but yeah, but I, I do believe it's, it's a, a beautiful, you know, it's a beautiful presentation. And yes, it can be. Like you said, it could it could be a little dragging, but you know, at the same time, I'm fascinated by it all. You know, um, I I have ADHD, so I have to get up and down for my seat all the time, and and then you walk around, you run into friends. And, and I've got you to sit down here for how long have we been here? We have been here for forty seven minutes. Yeah. You said thirty five. Yeah, yeah. So we're gonna cut this to an end because I do need to leave somewhere soon, and um, and but we could talk all day probably, but he, you need he's, to. Get- he's being nice now. <laughs> nice now I wasn't nice earlier wow um. <laughs> yeah so um, I mean do you have any other questions do you have any other answers uh, always always <laughs> I know I keep getting phone calls coming in what's your um, what's your sign do I need to say that no, I don't know it's it's, I'm Capricorn it. I don't even know what, I don't follow it so I'm, uh, I'm an Aries you're an Aries okay Aries All right. are we supposed to be friends Capricorns and Aries I don't know I think you're supposed to be friends with everyone I, I kind of am friends with everybody yeah. I'm usually friends with everybody whether they like it or not <laughs> not everybody yeah. likes it yeah so that's okay um, yeah and you've taught me that too honestly you've, you, you you've, can't please everybody you can't yeah. and, yeah. and the best thing you can do uh, is just smile and move on you know, yeah. I don't waste a lot of time with people who I don't feel are nice or like that. You know, I also don't necessarily go out of my way to challenge them or fight them or like that. I mean, obviously, I will, you know, get a little riled up if someone's really mean. But uh, but in general, I just, yeah, always look for the happy people. There's enough of them out there. Happiness is a choice. 
You know? yeah. So choose to be happy. <laughs> and you choose to come. You chose to came here today, so you chose to be happy. Yeah. So you've been smiling since you got here. We hid in the bushes out front, you know. Um. <laughs> yeah, and um, I mean, I I basically just want to say thank you again to everything. I know you keep belittling yourself by saying like you don't do much for the foundation, but you really have. You've done a lot, being a voice for us, um, being a voice for me. Like I, one of the biggest lessons I've learned since starting a foundation and doing what I do is you encounter an array of people. And sometimes it could be very daunting because you'll be in a period where you encounter just negative people, like haters. And then you you can't see beyond the haters. Yeah, because it sucks to have haters. I have yeah. them too. And it sucks when people hate on you and it's just like, ah, yeah. really? Like, you know. Yeah, or, or um, just like for me, when someone tells me no, it just triggers so much just because like being a Latina female, you know, growing up with first generation, not being told that I could do certain things. But the ironic part is my dad did let me skateboard, but not my brothers. <laughs> it's because you were poaching on their vibe. That's why. They were just like, they didn't want all their friends to be distracted. Why do you keep bringing your cute little sister? I want to hang out with her, not you. They're like, you're ruining all my friends. Like, <laughs> no, but like, you know, it, it's, it's really, it's really been very helpful to be able to navigate through that and it, I feel like if I didn't have you as one of my mentors when it deals with haters you know because you tell me you have so many <laughs> <laughs> you go you go for experience I mean, that's, uh... yeah it's really helped me um because it, it truly is about perseverance yeah. and and being able to understand and not give up just because you have a plethora of people that don't like you or or didn't know that you skateboarded or did backcountry uh, snowboarding or, you know, it's like funny when people make judgments on you from hearsay or uh, what they think about you without even knowing your name or, you know, just presentation or just a lack of self-esteem within themselves. Yeah. You that, know? That's the usual cause of most yeah. hate is someone's own insecurity over themselves yeah. like i can't be that way so i'm going to hate on someone else who is and that's a sad reality yeah we all have insecurities i have lots of insecurities i'm sure you do i mean we all we all do there's yeah. no doubt about it how you act out on them is the difficult yeah. part which you know, which so. sometimes can transpire transpire into non-transparency you know and, and just like really weird dynamics you know and there was a time where i was dealing with weird dynamics um not only within myself having a daughter a first-time mom yeah. you know trying to handle foundation and and all these things but then having a great team of people that like are able to remind me um that of the positive things i do and even if it's like I just hear it. It kind of just like goes in one ear or out the other. It's always a good reminder. Like using those sticky notes to be like smile or mm -hmm. or give yourself a hug or you're great, you know. And knowing that it's about you and how you feel about things um, is the most important thing. Because if you feel great about yourself and you feel good about your mission um, and what you're doing. And if you know you're working at your best level you know because that's important like some people can like there's those geniuses out there that you want to compare yourself to 
but you're comparing yourself to something that you're not, you know, and what yeah. I mean by that is like you start to put your um, attributes and your abilities on the back burner because we're all unique in our own way. And that's... You no, know, you're that's, completely right. I was a pro skateboarder, right? Did I ever win a, one of the major top pro skate events? No. So I know what it's like as to, to even have been on that level. It's still, I had to drop in after Tony Hawk. <laughs> and, and, and literally, I mean, just like, okay, this is going to be embarrassing. You know what I mean? Like, um, it's true. You know what I mean? So it doesn't matter. Everyone experiences not feeling like they're the best. You know, I mean, I, I feel very successful in life because I choose to be. But I could point out to everything that uh, I wasn't as big as them or I didn't do as much as that. Or I look at it and go, no, hey, I made a couple million skateboards. Not like, I didn't make 20 million like him. You know what I mean? Like, I just, that's the thing. You, ha you have to choose. So that's my message to people is look on the bright side. You know, right now it's a you're, you're bummed out. It's too hot, smuggy. It's brother. Go out and look. There's something pretty around you. There's a yeah. picture, a flower, uh, whatever. Look at something pretty. Be happy. Stop. You know, don't look at the negative stuff. We all have something bad in our lives. You know, it's like cast that stuff aside and move on. Yeah. And uh, it's never going away. Bad stuff never goes away. It's always there. There's always something. Yeah. So let's stay positive. Yes. And one of the biggest things, because um, I know we both have to run, but I know we do. When, one of the biggest things that I want to give... you're pushing it. 357. Yeah. <laughs> supposed to leave in three uh, What is, um, you know, just make sure that when you're feeling down on yourself or something, look at a stop sign. You know, put it on your phone. Make sure that you say you could see that stop sign and just be like, stop. What am I doing? Why am I beating myself up? Yeah. You know, like, I'm a good person. Our I mind is our greatest things. asset and that's our biggest enemy. Yeah. So make, yeah. Your, make your mind your asset. So, all right, well, we better go because you got somewhere to go. I got yeah. somewhere to go. Yeah. I appreciate you coming back for your second podcast. First one never got posted. Maybe someday hopefully, it will. Hopefully this one will. I may just take the video portion where she throws stuff at me on the last one and <laughs> and, and use that to promote this podcast. Say, you know, but uh, this time she didn't throw anything at me. But uh, I have been holding this wheel. And right? it wasn't unprovoked throwing at me, let me tell you. I wasn't getting served up because I said something bad or mean. Like she just decided she wanted to pour stuff all over me. So uh, that's a whole different story. So thank you for coming. Yeah. Thank, thank you, you for, um, you know, thank you for being a voice in skateboarding. Yeah. Thank you. And please check out PoseidonFoundation.org, P O S E I D E N Foundation and then dot o-r-g and check out our instagram especially if you want to see what we've been doing and what we're doing for the community and our global game escape you know like we yeah and follow it yeah keep a track it. what's going on and follow jim gray <laughs> <laughs> okay i'm gray slide on instagram in case you didn't know that um, all right have a wonderful day it's been a pleasure and yes. we'll talk to you again soon thank you goodbye darling bye And so we can do this all night. That was the
the flow. Check me on the squibbly, wibbly, wobbly, doobly, wobbly, dibbly, dibbly, wobbly, dibbly, Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.